0: Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, good morning, gardeners. Lovely Sunday. Um, Most of us got some rain yesterday. Some of us got some pretty heavy rain. That was good. Since Wednesday... I've gotten two and a half inches of rain. More than I need per week. An inch per week is excellent. But it was a good slow soaking, no flooding. Proved that my brand new gutters actually worked. But we're done for a while again. There's not a whole lot of chance for rain for the rest of this week. I don't consider 10% a real number. Okay. We're going to have decent temperatures, still a tad warm. The overnight low is going to be, um, the overnight low is going to be just about perfect for tomato weather. So as we go through this week, Your existing tomatoes, if you cut them back or put in new ones, you should see them starting, well, starting to try to bloom and set fruit. Peppers. mm, Cucumbers. These kind of plants. Cukes would be a great thing to start in a container right now or in the ground if you got a place for them because by the time they're up, and starting to vine a little bit, we're definitely gonna have cooler temperatures. And the cukes are perfectly fine in cooler weather. You could do zucchinis, you could do the summer squashes. They grow so fast that you've got a good chance at a fall garden. Now, what else have we got going on? Well, with the lower nighttime temperatures, that's really going to help us rebound from what was a disastrous summer. Are we going to get another 100-degree day? Well, don't know. That's kind of up to Mother Nature. But it wouldn't be unusual. We've had days that hot this late in the year, but we're going to hope that we're going to start getting cooler temperatures. We're going to hope for, gosh, if we could get some more rain, you know, as of this morning, we are 10 inches behind for the year. Now the last thing, the last thing we want is to get those 10 inches back in like a day. That would be, we'd be swimming for it. But we do want to start getting some of that water back. This is not a bad time because the temperatures are cooler. This is not, and we've got water, this is not a bad time to start looking at trying to recover your lawn molasses dry or liquid soil activator Um, seaweed those products will go down real easy on the soil now because there's moisture there and wet soil absorbs water better than dry soil does And after the heat we went through, most of our soil biology, it got creamed. It is, it is gone. And we need to start building that up again. Now, notice I did not say compost. We're still a little warm for putting down compost on our turf. We're getting there, we're getting close, but not quite yet. The daytime temperatures being 95, that's a little much. There's a possibility that that compost will wind up burning your turf, especially since most of our turf is nothing but dead grass. Uh, You put compost on there, and the compost is going to go, hey, wow, look, organic matter I need to break down, and it will warm up as it decomposes that and uh, you're gonna wind up with the possibility of turf burns from the compost. Now, we're not that far away, okay? We're really, we're really not that far away from uh, better weather. I, I mean, we, we still have some warmer temperatures yet, And we still don't have enough rain, but it's improving. It's improving. Getting that soil restored, whether you're talking about what's around your trees, what's your turf, what's your veggie garden. We need to get that soil built up again. And as always, it's always about the little critters that are in the soil. We really need to provide them with food. They've gotten good moisture now. Two inches of rain over a few days, that would be a good, slow, deep soaking. Now if we start using, uh, now that we start, using the carbohydrates to get the ones that are still there to reproduce. It's food for them. Those carbs will help them multiply, and the more of them we have, the better your soil's gonna be. And the more of them we have, the next time it's raining, that water's gonna soak in even deeper, and it's gonna hang around even longer. It is so nice that these nighttime temperatures have dropped off because your plants aren't so stressed out. You know, to go through a day at 110 degrees and then it's nighttime, and guess what? We only got down to 80. Your plants are like, no, we're out of here. We give up. And that's not what we want. But now that we're losing some of that terrible stress, They don't need as much water. They're gonna be able to return to normal growth much faster. You're not gonna have, uh, you're gonna see new growth, hopefully. We can get a little more rain, a little more consistent rain. We're gonna start returning to the fall garden. And it's gonna do pretty well. We should really start seeing some of these plants that quit blooming in the summer, like your green beans, um, probably still a little warm for peas. But those kind of plants, the zucchini, the the, uh, cucumbers, this cooler nighttime temperature starts moving us into, we're back in business. These plants will start producing for us. The only thing we can do is ensure that we are doing everything we can to restore their soil conditions that they need. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a quick break. I'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know, um, this is not a bad weekend if you can get out there early before you really stress yourself out. There's a lot of things you can get done, and you know, if it's nothing more than walking around, spending, you know, five minutes in the front yard and glancing and seeing what you got, five minutes on your side yards five minutes in the backyard. you really just need to get a picture of how did things do for the summer? Now, I still don't have, you know, it's been, uh, what, five days of rain, four or five days of rain, and I can look out my front yard. There's no green. There's no green turf. There's trees and shrubs are suddenly looking like, oh, man, finally get a break from this. My uh, American Beautyberry late in the afternoon always looked terrible. Always. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's looking really good. And my uh, Turk's cap has just erupted. I mean, it had a few flowers on it. They were really small, but in this short amount of rain, oh my, there are lots, lots and lots of, uh, new flowers. I noticed because I may have more than one hummingbird at a time on it. They gotta be family. Cause you know, hummingbirds No, they're so territorial one at a time. And they will do battle all day, so they can chase away the other one. Does it never works out well? But they are really filling out better in their blooming. Lots and lots of bright red flowers. Um, they look great. They look great. Now. What should start reacting from this rain and cooler temperatures? And what do you do if it doesn't, if things just do not respond well here? Well, first off, patience is going to be crucial. Think about it. We had 90 plus days of unbearable weather We had 108-degree temperatures. Your plants, they're not going to recover in one rainstorm. They're going to look better. Some of them will recover. Like I said, my Turk's cap's got a zillion blooms on it all of a sudden after just a couple of days of rain. But what about the ones that... You got your fingers crossed and they're not coming back yet. That will happen. Patience is really, um, really necessary. You may still have to support some of these plants. Extra water. I know just because it rained, we do not have lifted water restrictions and we won't for quite a while. We're gonna have to make up that 10 inches. But with the rain that we did get, it generally was a good soaking rain, that's gonna help turn things over. That's gonna be a good starting point. Seaweed solution is still, if there was a first aid kit for plants, You would open the, the, you know, break glass in an emergency door, and there would be seaweed there to start treating your plants with. The chemistries that are involved in the seaweed really hit everything correctly on the plants, promote new growth. They promote good uh, food flow from the roots to the leaves and the leaves to the roots. They handle the heat, the cold. It's just, it's just the magical, mystical fluid. So that should still be in your, you know, toolkit for starting to try to bring these plants back. Now we got decent rain. Don't just go out there and start watering. Is the soil moist? If it is, you don't need to be watering yet. Is the soil dry? Yep, okay, slow soak. Maybe you do take a five gallon bucket and drench around the plants with some seaweed solution. But you don't have to go out there and drown everything. That bit of rain that was really necessary It's really beneficial, but even after that summer, we can overdo our plants. Those of you with container plants that were outside and you got a lot of rain, believe it or not, do not be surprised if stuff looks just a little yellow. Because even though we can't control it, too much water, as in a lot of rain, can induce a situation where the plants will lack some nutrients and give you that yellowing that you see. It'll recover. We'll even out here soon. We still have high temperatures. 95 is warm. So what's going to happen is your plants, they're going to be able to make it through the night much better. But they are also going to um, really have a lot of respiration during the day and that'll help soak up too much water for a while. As the temperatures drop, you're going to find that more and more water is going to remain in the soil and your plants won't have such a demand for it. It'll be a nice combination. Now, in the next according to the weather reports that i'm looking at in the next 7 days 10% rain chance that's not a real number okay i am sorry uh weather guys uh 10% don't cut it we we still need a lot of rain yet a lot of rain we're behind 10 inches we can only hope that one week from now we really see the temperatures drop even more and as such that the fronts change so that we can get so that we can get some more rain headed our way. We're lucky because we're kind of due a hurricane, but at the moment it doesn't look like we're at risk of one. That's the classic feast and famine problem, folks. This is. Uh, oh man Anthony I see you there I don't have enough time left to be able to answer your questions so can you hang on to the other side of the news folks this is uh, this is gardening naturally and we're coming down to the bottom of the hour we're going to take a break for the news and I will catch you all on the other side uh
0: hang on this is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at
1: 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hey, Anthony, uh, thank you for hanging on. What can I help you with? Good morning,
2: Jeff. Um, my key country took a beating this summer uh, where I'm lo- like, it looks like, let's like, some of my limbs are lost. A lot of leaves to where it look bare. Um, I'm just afraid. You know, the small little branches. I try to uh, twist it to see if they break, and uh, they break off really easy. Uh, they're not uh, like spongy, or they're, they're not. Uh, they don't. They just. They just look. It looks dead. The branches. Um, can I cut them now, or do I just wait until they start sprouting again to see what's dead and what's not in my pecan trees
1: you know to answer your question yes you can cut off the dead now i wouldn't for the fact that it's going to be 95 degrees but that's up to you if that's you know if you've got the time and this is when you got to do it start uh by trimming the branches like cut 12 inches down and when you cut through it, if there's no green, cut another twelve inches down, because you may find that some of the branches are dead out at the tips, but not all the way down the branch. But yes, you could do the cutting now. I might consider waiting. Um, I might consider waiting until the tree goes dormant and drops its leaves for the year. Uh, you don't know what is or isn't dead. And you're not really going to be able to tell by, well, uh, there's leaves on this branch or not. So, yes, you can cut those now. Though I really hope that you at least take the time to let the weather cool off first before you go out there and do it. Um, Sharp tools, clean cuts, and... um, You can go for it and start to trim it up a little bit. You may have to do it again after it does go dormant. You may still have more trimming to do in the spring before it leaves out, but you can cut off the dead now.
2: Okay. And then um, my southern magnolia, she is looking terrible. I try to water her as much as I can with the restrictions and all. Um, There's a lot of good leaves in the inner side of the near closer to the the main trunk but the outside they're like brown but they're still on the tree should I be worried that the magnolia is not going to survive should I trim it back to where the green is showing more with because I know it's evergreen
1: well I wouldn't worry about the brown leaves after the heat we went through almost all of them suffered that that doesn't mean the leaf is completely dead if the tree hasn't shredded, uh, shedded it excuse me yet, it's probably going to be okay. Be careful with your watering. Remember, slow soak, wow. good and deep. You definitely would not be watering every day. If it's established at all, it could be up to once a week that you water it. Um, maybe even stretch that out a little bit. The magnolias take a beating in the heat. This was, you know, record setting heat. This was really yeah, was. hard on them. Um, but I expect that you'll find that it will come back.
2: Okay, cause it's, it's a 30 foot magnolia. It's a huge one on my yard uh, property. And I, I just hate to lose some of I mean, my trees. I mean, my pecan trees are looking bare. Uh, it's just looking terrible. And I, I just hope everything comes back with this nice soak that we had over the weekend. But do you expect things to start growing out of some of these branches? Like it's a new, uh, uh, a new cycle of life uh, or do you think everything should start dying down and, and, and starting going into fall?
1: Uh, I don't think it's the going into fall category yet. Um, we're still hot. I mean, 95 is nothing compared to 108, but we're still kind of hot. The nighttime temperatures go in cooler, and we still need a lot of water. But I think you're going to see, they're going um, to fight on for a while here. And then when we get real fall, where we're talking temperatures at 50, I, I think you may see some new growth on them. Uh, okay. The, the, they should they should be okay. You may have to check and you know how to do that, right? Uh, cut a branch, uh, wiggle it, twist it, see if it breaks. Yeah. If it does, start cutting it back a few inches at a time to see if you ever wind up with green. You may wind up cutting it flush to the trunk because it's all dead. But if it is, you're not hurting the tree. you're helping get rid of dead material. Yeah, I
2: just—I mean, they're going to look uh, pretty weird now that some of these big, huge uh, limbs are are going to look like they're dead. I hope they come back, and then so they won't look so funny uh, looking—just looking deformed. I just don't
1: want that. It'll all depend on what we get for spring. Uh, That new growth coming out. Hopefully, they'll cover themselves back up and be happy. It's taken it's taken my escarpment black cherry two years three years now from the freeze pocalypse and it got sliced and diced a bunch to get rid of dead branches. It's just now starting to show better growth and fill back in. So awesome. okay. patience is really gonna be a key. Patience, right. patience. <laughs> I have to remember that. Yeah, All well, right. thank you. John. I wish I could. I wish I could bottle that. I I would be a yeah. billionaire <laughs> if I could bottle that.
2: Oh, uh, it's uh, it takes a long time to grow some of these uh, these beautiful trees, and I just hate to lose any of them. When I did lose some in the pocket, the freeze apocalypse, it was it was heartbreaking. That had to chop it up and it turned into firewood, but still, it was. I didn't like that. I'd rather they be alive.
1: Yeah, same here. Same <laughs> here. But uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take my time and just do what I need to to keep them going. And you know what? Be prepared. Trees die uh, through no fault of your own. So hope for the best.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you, Justin. I'll continue listening. I can't believe nobody's up by now calling your show the perfect opportunity
1: hey i can't believe i'm up right now so i understand it (laughs) i I can't get tickets with it thank you much for the call anthony have a great day yeah folks we have uh we are hoping for we are hoping for better weather This rain was great. It really was. We had a high the other day of like, what, 82, 83? That was so amazing. It was wonderful. But we're not done with summer yet, okay? We're still going to get some warming weather. 96 a couple of days this week. I don't know about you all, depending on how... uh, Depending on how humid it is, 96 is still warm. It's a lot better than it has been, right? So we, we need to be careful on what, we, uh, on what we wish for. Let's go to the phone. This is Robin. Robin, what can I help you with?
2: Hi, I have some red tips. And the leaves are all turning brown. I've had this happen before. Unfortunately, I lost the whole plant. So I've been trying to cut them all off. Is that enough to stop whatever this is? Or what do I do?
1: Well, you're talking about weather conditions. The turning brown, that's really not going to be a disease. Not even a bug. They got brutalized during the summer. If you cut them off, and they're truly dead, you didn't hurt the plant. And I have to tell you, Robin, I cut down a fotinia. And I mean, I cut it flush to the ground early in the spring. I wanted to Uh get rid of it. I didn't follow through after that. By October of that year, I had a six foot tall fotinia so they are super industrious super hard growers i mean you have generally have to make a serious effort to kill them so the it, it is probably it is probably they were suffering from the weather i've seen you know i drive around i'll see a potenia they don't look real good but i don't know let's stick us outside in the heat for, you know, 70 days in a row of 105 or more, I don't think we would look too good. I think they'll recover for you. I don't know that you need to be cutting, um, I don't know that you need to be cutting off the brown leaves. If you can... These are branches loaded with brown leaves, not just the brown leaves. When you cut the branch, Uh is there any green in the wood? In some of it, yes. and some of it, no. If there is green in it, it's alive and they can grow back. I would right. hang on another couple of weeks. Wait till the weather okay. starts to cool down. That should encourage the plant to start making a comeback. Then you okay. can start selectively going, no, that branch is dead. I know for a fact. Other branches, give them some time to put on some new growth okay it just seems to spread like one will
2: start getting it and then the next one gets it and the next one gets it it's odd
1: oh <laughs> uh, it's it's not unusual that weather okay. really was bad and one plant actually can be stronger than another but they okay. all started breaking down in this heat
2: okay i was just getting concerned <laughs>
1: You'll need more than that to kill a potinium. Okay, well, thank you very much for the help. You bet. Thanks for the call. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. I'll be right
0: back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590. Hey, welcome back, gardeners.
1: Um, uh, this is sounding like a cop-out and it's not intended to be, but I'm getting lots of questions about why do my shrubs, trees, whatever, look so bad. I got a lot of brown leaves and some green ones. What's going on? It's called Recovering from Incredible Heat. Now, a couple of things, in the heat that we had, if you were watering your plants, I gotta remind you, especially your shrubs, you water the ground. You try to avoid watering the plant itself, okay? Water does not cause a disease, but water enables the disease. Diseases need everything we do, food, water, shelter. Well, the shrub, the tree, the leaf, that's the food. And when they're wet, you're providing them the water they need that allows them to multiply and attack the plant. What's more, in this kind of heat, if you get your plants all wet, you got water on the leaves, and it's taking direct sun at the hottest part of the day, you can actually kind of burn the plant leaves. More than likely, if you're getting the plant wet, you're spreading the disease. If you're getting the leaves wet and leaving them wet for long periods of time, that will really make plants look poorly. Now, you don't have to do a single thing wrong. You could follow the book by, you know, as if it was written in stone and never deviate from it. And your plants will look like this. It was a hundred and five degrees this summer. And we went literally months without water. That's what's looking bad on most of your plants. Now, once it's cool enough, once you're ready to get out there and do work in this weather, or when the weather finally drops off enough for you, you can take and you can trim out dead. You will have shrubs that have a lot of dead branches in them. When you cut a branch, if you cut it and the cut shows a lot of green, that means that's going to grow back. It's going to take some time. It's frustrating, folks. I get it. I really do. But this is the result that we have to deal with. When, when things are looking bad, you, you've got to go down the standard checklist first. Was the plant healthy? Did it, in this heat, get proper water? A slow soak of the soil that soaked down nice and deep and didn't get watered again until it needed it. Put your fingers in the dirt. You have the best water detection device ever invented at the end of your hand. They're called your fingers. Stick your finger in the dirt as deep as you can. If you can feel moisture, you probably don't need the water yet. Um, And I know a lot of people have soil where they're like, man, I can't get my finger in there. Take a hand trowel, drive it into the soil, wiggle it back and forth so you can get fingers down into the hole. Slow soak, nice and deep soaking. Water the soil, not the leaves of the plant. And, You know, the silly things like, what are you doing to care for the plants other than just going, here's some water, maybe seaweed once in a while. You can use a light fertilizer occasionally on your shrubs. It wouldn't have done any good to fertilize in that unbearable heat. But as it's cooling off now, you can start providing food to your plants so that they can start recovering from what this summer was like. Now, this applies whether it's a tree, a shrub, a flower bed. This is what we're going to deal with as the climate warms up. This summer was not an exception anymore. We can be looking at this kind of weather on a regular basis. So the only way that you can prepare for it is to make sure you're doing what your plants need. You need happy plants. You need to give them soil that retains water properly, that's got a ton of organic matter in it for all the little critters to convert those nutrients into usable forms for your plants. You need a soil that both holds water well and can drain well. I know that's kind of counterproductive, isn't it? It has to hold water, but it has to drain. Seems strange, but what you want is you put your finger in the dirt and it feels moist. It's like a wrung out sponge. You don't want to stick it in there and be able to make mud pies. That's too much water. It's not draining correctly. You need to trim your plants once in a while. It is always better to try, especially some of our shrubs. You start seeing, you know, a little spot where these leaves are looking bad, this branch has starting to drop leaves, cut that branch off. Some of our diseases are actually that easy to care for. A branch starts going bad at the tip, starts working it down the branch, and you cut it off in the good wood section, you've removed the disease. And you've encouraged the plant to put on new growth. That's the only way we are going to survive the environment that we're looking at. It is getting hot. We set all kinds of records, not just daily records not just monthly records but global records and we have to adjust for those kind of conditions the nice thing is is there are relatively easy ways to improve both your soil the health of your plants The water retention? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Someone sent me a text of, this is what happens when you forget to turn your sprinklers off and they've got super brown yard, except for this one patch that is really pretty green of Bermuda grass. Just proof that Bermuda can recover from the worst of conditions, and is a great grass for our kind of high heat. <laughs> Been there, done that, my friend. I've had really beautiful turf spots when I shouldn't have. That's what that on-off fells for. Gotta remember to use it. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Coming up at the top of the hour, we need to break for the news. I'll catch you all on the other side.